You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Nathan Sather. And we're your host today, broadcasting from Fargo Studios. Thank you for joining us this fine morning. We're heading into hour two, which is hard to believe here for Real Presence Live. If you've missed any of part one or hour one, you can always go to our website, realpresenceradio.com, and you can listen to the podcast later today or tomorrow. You can download our free app and you can listen to them wherever you go or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all those platforms now. So, just take a look at Real Presence Live. So, we're going to move right on to somebody that you actually know, Nathan. Yeah, I'm kind of ashamed of myself. I told all of my other friends and family members that live in Bismarck not to listen because I didn't want them to find out that my favorite person in Bismarck (laughs) will be on the radio with us this morning. So, to the three people who actually like me in Bismarck that I told not to listen, I'm sure it won't have a dramatic impact on the listening audience. But... I know Diane Huck from uh, St. Mary's Parish in Bismarck, North Dakota. She worked at the parish while my wife and I were parishioners there when we worked at Frayne Barracks. And so uh, I consider Diane to sincerely be one of the most faithful, joyful Christian people I've ever met. She really demonstrates what it means to treat people well. Didn't matter what time of day we would come into the parish office. Diane always had a smile on her face. She was always enthusiastic mm. about seeing us and helping us and trying to figure out whatever was going on. If we're having a baptism or a question on whatever, she, I'm not exaggerating, really is the epitome of what it means to treat people like Christ treats people. Wow. And, and I won't lie, when my wife and I moved away from Bismarck, one of the things we lamented was that we were not going to be able to see Diane anymore on a regular basis. I think very highly of you, Diane. You're a oh, beautiful wow. person. And it is a joy to have you on Real Presence Radio. Welcome, Diane Huck. I yeah, know. You, you can send the check to 27... <laughs> <laughs> Covers, covers the kids' tuition, right? Uh, well, not not in our family. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was always a joy to watch your family grow and, and uh, see you expand so um, abundantly. That, that has happened. I don't know if you know this, a quick, quick departure. Uh, our 10th child, we finally had a boy, Diane. Did you know that? I did, because of Facebook. Well, see, now, I used to always say that, you know, our first nine children were all girls. So I used to say that's one of, you know, that's Thomas Aquinas' like sixth proof for God's existence was that he would not allow me to have a son, very wise on God's part. And then, you know, Thomas shows up and now all my, you know, arguments about that proving God's existence, now I have to go back to Thomas Aquinas' actual five proofs, so... It's, 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 a little, it's a little shady, and my, my ability to make jokes about it with people has diminished significantly Aww. now that you know, I can't make fun of my wife about you should be thankful you didn't marry King Henry VIII. You know, all these other jokes I had at my disposal were all destroyed by, by the 10th child being, being a son. So, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a joy to, to be Catholic and to live this life. I, I love all of those children immensely. They are listening at the, uh, the dining room tables. Well... One's in the dining room table, one's upstairs, another one's crying. But they're all somewhat <laughs> in the vicinity so of the dining room table. <laughs> I love but, it. but they're all grateful. They're all grateful. Yeah. So, Diane... John with you, yes. Not yet. 
All right. So, Diane, tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, other than what Nathan said, I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a, yeah. uh, I am a, a Bismarck native, and uh, I um, did get to know Nathan when I was working. I worked for 22 years at St. Mary's Church. I'm now a case manager with some elderly folks, and that's a, a great gift. Uh, I also have a husband. Um, he is uh, uh, local-ish. He's from New Salem. And we have six kids. Uh, our oldest is 26. Our baby is four. And uh, never never underestimate God's graces, because after 10 years, we had another. And we thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, he definitely, so, and he definitely married up, just to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we've got our four-year-old now, and uh, she's great joy and, and um, always a reminder of, of God's great love, and, and his plan is always better than ours. So, uh, yeah, so that's a little about me. So today we have you on, Diane, to chat with us a little bit about the 40 Days for Life in Bismarck. How did you first get started? Um, let's take it a step back, and how did you first get started in... Tr- in the pro-life movement itself yeah you know i i think it was just uh it was just always there you know i I don't remember anything specific growing up that you know my parents weren't super involved in pro-life work um but growing up catholic it's just who we were and uh there wasn't really any question about that Uh, i went to catholic high school i graduated from st mary's and so you know, it was certainly talked about there. Uh, I went to U- University of Mary, certainly talked about some there. Um, and it just always was when my husband and I got, uh, even, well, not be, not married, but even before when we were dating, we'd always uh, talked about what it would what it would take to start a, a pregnancy home, a maternity home. And so we actually looked into that before we got married and then uh, got married and, and got pregnant three months in. And so um, we started our family quickly and uh that kind of went to the wayside and so we just never um uh looked into it further and um when i did my master's program in uh pastoral ministry at st john's in 2000 um my thesis was actually on pregnancy homes so it's just always been something Hmm. um just the whole pro-life bit has always been something that's there and uh this was just a way to take action with that and and uh, do something a little more tangible when I couldn't do what I first thought I was going to do with it. So. Well, and I find it interesting because you must have been young at the time. Mm-hmm. What can you explain how you came to want to open a pregnancy home? I don't know if I have no idea. I told you she was great, right? Heather. I'm I told just like, you. who would have even <laughs> thought of that? I mean, yeah, I, I I don't really know, but it was definitely something. You know, we had we had thought about we we had conversation. I remember having conversation with the Perry House in Minot, and um, it, it was just always something there. And and it's still kind of uh, part of our conversation. You know, as our kids have grown, we've tried to you know figure out what what that still might look like. And of course, there's all kinds of red tape to do things like that now that there might not have been 25 years ago. And uh, you know, just, just a whole different dynamic to to pro-life and we're in a crazy time altogether, but especially in, in, in our movement, obviously has uh, made some big changes in the last couple of years, particularly. 
uh, and so just just wanting to, to do something more. Hmm. You know, it's, it's one thing to say you're pro-life, it's another to just get your hands dirty in it and, and do something. So this was sort of my way of, of getting my hands dirty and, and getting into it when a lot of what I had done in the past was more of the talk and the, this is what I believe. I just didn't take the time to do anything with it. So this, this was sort of my, let's do something. Wow, that's impressive. That's impressive to have a desire like that. So now you're involved with 40 Days for Life. What was your first experience um, with 40 Days for Life? I didn't have one. <laughs> oh. I, I had never been to Fargo for there. For there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the fall of 19, when, I, when we had our first uh, campaign here in Bismarck, that spring I had had some uh, just things going on. It was uh, in the, I was in the process of um, transferring out of St. Mary's Parish and, and uh, into my current job. And there was just something that God pulled and said, you know, I think this would be a good idea. And so I went with it. I called the office of 40 Days and said, can we do one where there's not a clinic? Because <laughs> mm. as you know, we have a clinic. And, and uh, you know, most campaigns are done outside abortion clinics. And so I called them and they said, absolutely, certainly, you can do wherever people will pray. And so uh, that was kind of how it got started. I had never attended one. I had never uh, been to Fargo's uh, 40 Days. had heard about it, but um, so I, I didn't have any previous experience with it, really. Amazing. I, I'm still trying to figure out Diane's brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here just good, like in awe. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in awe that, you know, you you hear or think something and you're just like, oh, I'm going to go do that. You know, and to take on 40 Days for Life when you don't really, you've never been to one and you don't, I don't know, it's just like awe-inspiring. You know, like, wow. Well, thank you. She's going out yeah. and just doing big things and, you know, not just participating. She's creating the thing we can participate in. That's just amazing yeah. to me. Yeah. And, you know, I knew enough about it to know that it was good. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know, how hard is it to get people to pray? It's harder than you think, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's been good. And, uh, again, it was just like I, I just need to do something with it. I can't, hmm. you know, it's a, you got to walk the talk and, yeah, you're definitely a doer. Something, yeah. So, hey, hey Diane, somewhat off topic, is the life yeah. group that used to pray out in front of the state capitol, you know, that the, they would write the word life on their on red tape and tape it over their lips as their kind of um, pro life um, group? Do, do they still operate in Bismarck? I haven't seen them in a long time. No, hmm. right. they would do kind of a silent vigil. Just is that the one you're speaking of? Yeah, yeah. When I was living in Bismarck, yeah. there, when we were going to the parish, and and my yeah, no, my, I haven't seen it for a long time. Uh-uh. Okay, yeah, because my my view is basically abortion is the thing that God is using to bring His family back together. We had a, a basically a thousand years of unity, uh, and then we had five hundred years of minor disunity when the Orthodox and the Catholics decided they couldn't play nice in the sandbox anymore. And then we had 500 years post-Reformation where it's just gone haywire, right? Mm-hmm. Like 30,000 plus different denominations in the United States. I don't know what the worldwide numbers are. Uh, no dad likes it when his family is not together. 
so I, I'm yeah. very much on board. Abortion is going to be the thing that brings us back together. And I've had many conversations with non-Catholics over abortion that we never would have had over anything else. So Yeah, absolutely. Well, Diane, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive more into 40 Days for Life in Bismarck and how those listeners in the area can participate. So folks, stay with us. More Real Presence Live right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. God's blessings to all of you. My name is Father Chad Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And this year I celebrate 25 years of being a priest. And the joy, the great things that I love about the priesthood is the deep relationship that Jesus and I have as speaking heart to heart. He knows the depths of my heart, and he speaks to all of us in the depths of our heart. That's what I enjoy about being a priest, that I get to speak about Jesus, not just on Sundays, but every day of my life, and that I've given my life to Jesus and the church. What a wonderful grace and a gift that has been for me for 25 years, and to serve the good people of the Diocese of Fargo, but just to serve the church as a whole. May God continue to bless all of you as you listen to Real Presence Radio. I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I am Nathan Sather. And we're broadcasting today from our Fargo studio in North Dakota. We're talking with Diane Huck. Uh, she is the leader for 40 Days for Life in Bismarck. And we were just kind of talking about how she got into that. Um, we didn't talk much about what is 40 Days for Life. What does it encompass and what is it? So, Diane, if you could tell us a little yeah. bit more about that. You bet. Uh, so, 40 Days for Life is an international campaign at this point. started in 2007 in College Station, Texas. They had uh, the, the Planned Parenthood uh, Association had built a huge clinic in College Station in 1998. And uh, shortly thereafter, um, the, uh, about six years in, a group of four young adults, they're um, uh, adults, big adults now with families and kids, all that, but 
uh, in 2004, they uh, started the first campaign in front of that clinic, and they thought if we can if we can uh, get prayers there, we can uh, pray people out, and um, they did that. And so uh, one of their first uh, big successes in that was Abby Johnson works for that clinic in College Station. If you've seen the movie Unplanned, it's her movie. And uh, if you've seen that movie Unplanned and you've seen the people at the fence, mm-hmm. those are the 40 Days for Life folks, right? And so it's uh, it's meant to be a peaceful, prayerful uh, campaign. It is not a protest. It is not yucky signs. It is not screaming and yelling. It is only through prayer. Um, they are very uh, adamant about that. They're very um, they want they want people to know that that that's who we're about, and uh, that God moves in mysterious ways. And uh, in the process of that, uh, from 2004 on, they have had um, over a million volunteers. They've got over 20,000 churches this last year. Uh, they had a thousand cities in 63 countries that participated. Um, they've had uh, over 200 folks leave the uh, abortion industry because of their prayer. Uh, folks that have walked out and uh, become pro-life. And uh, one specific was Sue Thayer. She was a, a clinic director um, for 17 years in Storm Lake, Iowa. And she left uh, and became the first manager of a Planned Parenthood clinic to run a 40 Days to Life. Unfortunately, she just passed away right before Christmas this last year. So I've had the opportunity to uh, meet her personally. She was here a year and a half ago to visit with me and some of our prayers. And I really want this uh, spring campaign to be a huge success because I know she's rooting for me and Mm. and, uh, wanting to make it uh, good. Uh, bigger than than we've ever had, so super excited about that. Um, most cities do uh, in front of clinics. Um, most cities do forty hours, uh, forty days for twenty four hours a day. Here in North Dakota, that's a little more difficult at three a.m. when there's fifty five mm. mile an hour wind. No kidding. So uh, we haven't gone that far, but uh, it's it's good. It's uh, expanding every year. So. So talk about the significance of 40 days, um, the significance of when it starts and ends, and why 40 days. Yeah, certainly. Uh, biblically, 40 days is, uh, 40 is, is the number. Mm-hmm. Um, so 40 days in the desert, 40 days of Lent. The spring campaigns always run from Ash Wednesday to Passion Sunday. Uh, the fall one is a little, uh, little less specific as to exactly a start and a finish, usually the uh, middle of September to the beginning of November. Um, but the spring campaign always has run from uh, d- during those 40 days of Lent and, of course, the, the significance of, of prayer and fasting during that time as Christians, as Catholics, has been a, a huge number um, and uh, encompasses a whole lot within that 40 days. So. So you said this was a national campaign, so you're um, in charge of the Bismarck one, but people can find if there's a 40 Days for Life in their area. Can you tell them where they can go to do that? Yeah, if you just go to the 40 Days for Life uh, website, they have a a map there, and it's actually, uh, Heather, you mentioned national, but it's actually international, 63 countries. You can find one wherever you are, and if there isn't one, start one. Um, (laughs) Diane did. <laughs> it, yeah, you know it, it's not. Um, it, it's 
It doesn't have to be the 40 days, uh, 24 hours full here in Bismarck. We've been doing 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. during those 40 days. Uh, I just visited with somebody here recently. Her daughter is um, going to school in Jamestown and is really involved in the pro-life movement out there. And I, I said, you know, if she can get, you know, 10 of her friends for 40 days, an hour each day, or you know, a half hour or 15, you know, uh, whatever, per count. And, you know, it, it's certainly um, 40 days, 24 hours is, is the big goal. But uh, 40 days for 15 minutes a day is, is good, too. So uh, God uses it however he sees fit, and he'll take whatever prayers he offers. Yeah, and there's definitely a lot of fruit from it, too. I know here in the Fargo one, I was living in Valley City at the time. I drove from Valley City in. And there was a group of five men there, and, you know, they're finishing up. And they came from Dickinson, and it was like 11 or 12 o'clock at night. Mm. And they all had to go back to work in the morning. And I just remember being so inspired. I'm like, I'm complaining about, you know, (laughs) what I got to do coming from Valley City. And, you know, I work for a priest, so he's probably going to be a little more lenient to me in the morning if I say, you know, I'm at the abortion clinic last night at midnight. (laughs) Um, these guys drove all the way from Dickinson, prayed for their, well, they stayed for more than an hour. They said, well, if you're going to come this far, you gotta, you got to do more than an hour. Um, but one of our friends went and bought hot chocolates for everybody because it was like midnight or whatever. And, and that's just one example, a minor example mm-hmm. of how these, these movements, you meet people that are inspiring. And yeah. they inspire you, right? Like I was like, well... I can definitely get up for work in the morning tomorrow if, yeah. you know, these guys from, you know, men are competitive, right? So, yeah, of course I can, uh, <laughs> I, can I, 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 I can do that. <laughs> but we do need to be inspired. The idea of, you know, ironing, sharpening iron or uh, a fire can, you know, you take the ember out of the fire, it's going to go out. We have to keep ourselves in the fire. And you do meet so many amazing mm-hmm. people when you participate in these kind of events that get you fired up and re, re-enkindles the fire in your own heart. Um, for 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 good, you want you want good to happen. You want this this demonic scourge uh, that's over our nation and over our world to be removed. And you meet people that are willing to get in the trenches and do that with you. It does call you yeah, to to reignite yourself. So, do you have any experiences, Diane, from just the time that you've been leading this of of inspiring folks that you've met, or how more likely you've inspired other people? Yeah, you know it's. Um uh, other, you know, when Sue was here uh, a year and a half ago, it, you know, she shared her story with a, a few folks and um, that. But you know, pray, not praying in front of an abortion clinic is a whole different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And so things here have been pretty quiet as far as um, you know any any big um, big things either way. You know, uh, people people come, they they pray their hour and and go home and. Uh, you know, we get some honks and waves. For the most part, it's been very positive response back. Uh, you know, on occasion, there's some not so positive things that are either said or gestured. And and uh, we had we we really in the in the this is the fifth campaign that we'll be here. And there's really only one time where there was a uh, um, some I guess it's called counter protest uh, a bit, um, but nothing that that was super rattling. I know Fargo has a, a much different experience there, um, especially when the the uh, escorts at the clinic and all of that. But 
Um, you know, we've, we've had uh, uh, St. Anne's, uh, shout out to them, St. Anne's Parish. They have uh, been fantastic. Their KC Council usually takes a full day and fills it. Uh, last year they put out um, posters and sign-ups in the parish uh, gathering space, and I know they've already got that up again to participate, so they've been uh, really wonderful. Catholic Daughters here in Bismarck is taking the first day this year. They're going to fill that whole day uh, with people. So um, just, you know, getting out there, I uh, a lot of times I see, you know, I'll drive by the Capitol and see families with their kids playing in the grass or holding up their signs or wearing their little T-shirts, and, and that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, so just, uh, you know, it, it's been the quiet moments that have, uh, been the inspiration, I think, of, of you know, you said doing doing big things. I'm I'm just you know gathering some people and and praying. You know, <laughs> it's the small things. It's the you know the Mother Teresa do uh, small things with great love. Like it's it's just the small things I think that are going to make the difference. Well, Diane, we're kind of running out of time here with our interview. Um, I just wanted to ask real quick if there was. Um, somebody who is homebound and can't get out to participate, is there a way they can still be involved? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the first the, the first request of, of 40 days, of course, is the, the public prayer. It's, it's getting the word out that way, but absolutely people can pray from home. They can sign up on the calendar for their hour. Um, if anybody has questions, they can certainly contact me. I think, um, uh, you know, we can, we can definitely get them on the calendar uh, pre- um, you know, this this last year and a half with COVID, there was less people willing to go out anywhere, let alone, um, you know, uh, in public places. So we have had lots of uh, prayers at home, whether it's elderly or young young parents or homeschool families or, or whatever that, that can't get out. Um, mm-hmm. to, to home. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and, and I would encourage you, Diane, if, if you can, uh, just... Call a couple of those non-Catholic churches in town and ask for their pastor. Um, I really do think the abortion slash poor life movement is the way in which God will bring us back together. And you'll you'll get a lot of yeah, don't care. That's not supposed to be a thing. Um, but but yeah. it, it will be a door that God can bring in some really good fruit too. Yeah, we have uh, one of the Lutheran churches in Mandan. They've been pretty involved too. So. Awesome, awesome. Uh, yep, it's 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 out there getting the word out. So I appreciate the interview today. Yeah, thank you so much, Dan. Why don't you give out the website one more time? Sure, it's uh, 40daysforlife.com backslash Bismarck. There you can find all the information, my contact information, and the calendar where you can sign up for uh, one hour total or one hour a week or uh, every week, however however it needs to fit. So. All right. Diane, thanks for joining us today. Okay, thanks, Heather. Thanks, Nathan. Say hi to the family. Will do. Thank you, Diane. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right, so time for another quick break. When we come back, Father Peter's going to be on the other side. Stay with us. More Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 